0: Back to another episode of "Few I Do." <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to come in a little bit. Sooner, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tania,
1: and I'm Ashley, and we have a very special guest on the show with us tonight. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yes. Hi, I'm Steve M. Moore, and I am an account manager with Affairs to Remember here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. thank you. Thank you. We're very, very excited to talk to you tonight uh, about catering, especially catering since COVID, you know, (laughs) Um, because, you know, everyone has, I think, a lot of kind of misconceptions and thoughts about what catering will now look like, and so... We are excited to talk to you and get the, you know, 411 on it all. I guess I'm dating myself by even saying 411.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> but I'm feel bad. People
1: that are listening are like, "Okay, I know what you're talking about though."
2: Yes. <laughs> They're looking for 11 on the phone actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. So um, you said you work for Affairs to Remember. So for those that are listening that are like really not based in the southeast or in Georgia at all, can you explain the impact and like everything about Affairs to Remember for us?
2: Absolutely. So Fairs to Remember has been around for 43 years. We're the, one of the largest privately owned catering companies in the United States. Our owners are still very active. We see one every day and the other at least two to three times a week coming in and talking to us. I mean, we've done everything from intimate parties for, for 10 people, baby showers, things of that nature, up to Some of our corporate events, uh, corporate clients are Microsoft, uh, God, who else do we have? Coke, just massive, like 5,000 events. We also travel um, throughout the United States. We have four different branches under the affairs umbrella. We have Affairs to Remember Caterers, which is who we'll be talking about today. We also offer Affairs to Remember Venue Management, Affairs to Remember Beverage Management, and Affairs to Remember Event Production. And our event production is what takes us throughout the United States.
1: Very nice. Yes, very nice. That, to me, sounds like if I'm listening to this episode and I'm based in D.C.,
2: I can still use Affairs to Remember, possibly. Absolutely. I am available. I love to travel. With the exception of during Corona. So I will zoom in, okay? No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have clients that love to bring this in. Um, they they need somebody to have the conversation about catering. Somebody who understands event production. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're lucky enough that we're trained. I've been in the industry for a very long time, over 20 years, even though I'm only 29 um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we understand event production so i always joke with the team like hey i can pretty much tell you what's going to go wrong with your event before you even realize it and fix it before you even know that it's happened so mm. our clients that are traveling who really feel comfortable with us they want to bring us into that experience so we can meet with hotels um, we have a strong south asian clientele which travel throughout the united states and really around the world to get married so we've been brought in to manage you know to almost coordinate or um, act as, as a consultant, you know, to talk about food, especially mm-hmm. um, when you have 43 years of experience, you know, we have people that we've done their wedding, their child's mitzvah, their child's yeah. prom, now their child's wedding, and now we're on to the next round of mitzvahs. So, you know, well, we've, got a, wow. we've got a lot of um, footing in the community. So people love to bring us in to travel for things like that. Very Very nice. nice.
1: Yes. Yeah. My boss is going through the whole like mitzvah stuff right now for his son because his son was supposed to have, you know, like the big, I think uh, they were going to have the bar mitzvah at like Monday night brewing, Mm -hmm. I think. And then of course with COVID, they're now trying to do some sort of like small kind of backyard pivot Um, this year and then they're debating like how are we going to turn the celebration into something next year? Because, you know, all of us have paid our money. So it's not like (laughs) canceling is not an option. We've already invested too much. Um, So I think even for them, They're just trying to figure out like what will next year look like. So that to me sounds like his family and the friends that, you know, go to what, like the Davis Academy that are all kind of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're all um, going through this entire process. So yeah. I I know
2: Davis. I know Davis very well. I've done a lot of mitzvahs um, and a mitzvah is almost, it it, it rivals a wedding because actually it's more than a wedding. Because in the <laughs> evening reception, you're actually doing three different parties there. So, at oh, least with wow. the wedding, it's cocktail hour, then you go straight into reception. You're done with the mitzvah. We're at, we're doing a adults party, a kids party, a, two cocktail hours at the same time, and then a dessert a dessert presentation. So it's a oh. lot of moving parts. So wow, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I didn't realize it was that it was Detail. that
1: detailed. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Oh,
2: honey, let me tell you something. I would love to. I am of age, and I would love to have a mitzvah right now. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. I, for some reason, just assumed that, you know, it was just this big party and, like, you had people closer to the kids' age and then, of course, like, the parents and then, like, grandparents and then whatever, like, aunts and uncles and stuff that came into
2: town, but I had no idea. Oh, no, I've done mitzvahs at a 400 person guest count. And that's just the Ooh, evening portion. Wow. That's not the part that's at the temple um, that morning and lunch and everything. So, it, oh it, my gosh. It's, yeah, it, it's a it's a lot of planning and it, it and you plan for so long. I mean, these people get their dates two years out. You know, and then you got to fight because there may be two kids that have the same date. So it's like who gets the evening party? Who gets the daytime party?
1: Ooh.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: It's like a whole nother world that we don't even know about.
2: (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, (laughs) shake a stick, hit a party. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's not even the quinceañeras, um, the different type of weddings. You know, there's Nigerian, there's... Um, Indian. There's um, traditional, yeah. you know, American. There's yeah. so many different, um, different religious practices and cultural differences that you know every that make our job somewhat hard, but in easy too. You know, once when you learn the nuances of each one then it becomes very easy to produce one, but new kid on the block with a mitzvah. Oh my God. I mean, I can tell you, I messed all up. I'm not even going (laughs) to (laughs) lie.
1: Well, let's see. (laughs) Um, I would love to honestly just sit here and learn everything about NISPAs, um, (laughs) because I think that would be a good difference of uh, conversations than what we're used to having. So we might, you know, bring you back for that, but...
2: (laughs) Okay, no problem.
1: So, but uh, before we get into the actual conversation of the night, let's play a quick uh, four-round game this time of This or That, which... Um, For everyone listening, you basically pick one or the other and explain why. So it's a very, very easy and simple game. It's very much like an Instagram story game. Um, And we're going to play it right now. So to get started, obviously, would you pick between buffet style or plated?
2: Oh, plated. (laughs) No No question (laughs) about it. Plated. (laughs) You can tell I'm a little bougie. I got a feeling like I'm going to be on the wrong <laughs> end of this game when it's all all done. <laughs> Classy, bougie, ratchet. There we yes. go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay,
0: next
1: time. <laughs> I like that. I like that answer. All right, Tania, what about you?
0: I mean, I'm going to be um, a little bougie right along with them, and I'm going to say plated as well, because who likes yeah. to like – like the whole like table – okay it's like table one stand up and then that whole group goes like i don't like all that like mm -mm, mm -mm. just bring me my food and i'll be happy yeah
2: you'll appreciate this my motto is if you tell if you tell me to wear a tux do not tell me to get up and get my food
0: Mm, yes! <laughs> wow! Like yes! Yes! I like that. That should definitely be a meme. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: like that should that. be a meme.
2: <laughs> it will be out tomorrow morning. Look for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but seriously, though, because it's like, and look, I'm also a plated girl. I have bad plated memories, like. I'm not going to say what wedding or whatever. And I'm saying this because I know my fiance will be listening to this episode, (laughs) but there was a time we went to a wedding and we were probably like, they didn't go in order. So you would assume, okay, you're going to start from front to back. No, they kind of like went around. Uh I don't even know like what table we were actually numbered because we were seeing tables on both sides of us. And we were sitting in the middle that were going up and getting their food and I think we were like the second to last table to eat and I was like are you serious and we watched like the couple in front of us grab the last two crab cakes (laughs) they had (laughs) we were both like are you serious at that point you're already exhausted you're hungry you're just like super super ready so yeah I'm not going to say I'm a 100% Hundred percent opposed to buffets, but I I, I cannot.
2: <laughs> there, so, there's
1: a yeah,
2: yeah. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret with that. That means that you had a table that was really not important to the bride and groom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what that really means. When you're at the last two tables, you oh, you are no. the filler guest, right? And I hope it's not a family member.
1: <laughs> oh no no no! It wasn't a family member. Yeah. That I mean that's oh gosh.
2: We've all been at that table though. It's like you yeah, sit down and true. it's like yeah, the true. most random people there and you know that you were your guest, your gift didn't make the top of the list, so therefore you're eating last.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like the latch key table of like coworkers, <laughs> yeah. random like friends of a friend that somehow made it onto the guest list. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I, mean, I call it the nerd table. It's the odd yeah. people's table, like, you know, like, <laughs> of course, so I'm gay, you know, and I'm married, I'm married now, but we always got set at the gay table because oh. they think that we know everybody at the table.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and well, y'all will get along, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and then we're in a, I'm in an interracial marriage. So that uh-huh. made it even better. So you know, you had like the oddest people sitting at the table and they're like, oh you'll get along. Y'all know each other, right? They're from Charlotte. You know them, right? You know gay people in Charlotte, right? I mean
1: yeah. <laughs> like, every single gay person in the world knows each other. There's like a- Exactly. There's a social network that none of, no like straight people are aware of (laughs) that allows you to instantly download millions of people. (laughs) You're (laughs) like,
2: yeah, oh my God. Right. I mean, I'm from a small town in Virginia and, (laughs) you know, I would go with my mom to church and of course they would see national news and they're like, did you, you know, that man that lived in Atlanta who did all that stuff? And I'm like... (laughs) Number oh. one, that was film Mountain, and I live in Atlanta. <laughs> I have a 404 area code. I am an original OG of Atlanta, so I yeah Yes. I mean, these people come up with some crazy stuff, like stuff in Gainesville. Oh, well, you know, baby, I saw them in Atlanta. No, girl. No,
0: that's Gainesville.
1: Oh, and Gainesville, is so,
0: far from, oh so my God. far from Atlanta. So far really from Atlanta, so it really
1: is. And it's like no one intentionally drives to Gainesville. No, no,
0: <laughs> no, no, they don't. To me,
1: is like I'm saying this from experience. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. By the time this episode airs, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, by yeah, yeah. By,
2: we forgive anybody now who's from Gainesville, just right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> I yeah. apologize as if we offended but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also like in real life i mean the likelihood that someone that chose to live there is actually listening to this podcast is pretty slim
0: <laughs> i mean i mean but if you are hey hey girl hey <laughs>
2: but, you know what? do you boo uh, do you
0: yes yes I mean, yes
2: i hope you have i hope you have 10 bedrooms okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Uh moving to the next round. Chicken and waffles or crab cakes?
2: Ooh. That's a hard one. So the caterer and me will say neither because we see them all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 so I'm gonna flip this back on you. What location okay. are we, what geographic location are we in? Are we in northeast or south or south?
1: Ooh, I like where you're going with this. Hmm. Well, for the sake of being metro Atlanta based, let's stick with Actually, no. Let's change this up. California.
2: Ooh. <laughs> L- LA or Orange yeah, County? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like LA, LA. We'll
2: just
1: yeah, LA. We'll <laughs> just do LA.
2: Crab cake, if I was LA, um, if I was okay. Northeast, I would definitely go crab cake cause the seafood is fresh. And you know, if I'm in the South, it is straight up chicken and waffles. I'm a Gladys Knight, 100%, you know, spicy chicken. Love it all. Yes.
1: Ooh. I love how you're playing Hot this wind. game by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're like, oh my God, how do we get his name and why do we have him on here?
1: <laughs> no, you were perfect.
0: Um, Tania, what about you? So I'm a pescatarian, so you know I'm not, oh, yeah. you know, I'm gonna say crab cakes all day. It could
1: have been a vegan chicken, but it would have been soy. Never mind, yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all know how
0: I feel about soy, so Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like I
1: already knew where your mom was. Would- oh gosh, I don't even know why I asked you. Okay. <laughs> um I think for me I would opt for crab cakes because I feel like Chicken and waffles is that thing that sometimes people get too confident about and they think they're gonna like, ooh, I'm gonna put this twist on it, and then it just doesn't hit right. But like crab cakes, I don't think you can experiment too much with it. Like, you're you're just like what, is the lack like you're giving us mustard versus dijon like i don't think you can do too much to mess up crab cakes so i'm gonna say crab cakes
2: well now don't if you put that. too much bread in it you can that's why you oh, got to do a North, new england crab cake
1: that is very true and i know this from experience <laughs> this <happened laughs> like a few months ago when i ran out of like oh gosh i can't even remember what ingredient and i was like oh maybe if i just put a lot of bread crumbs nope <laughs> Did not work out. Um, <laughs> all right. Next round. So how about gloves versus hand sanitizer?
2: Gloves. That's not a question. Ooh. You're raised. In, yes. If you were raised in a Southern black family, you know, Gloves is <laughs> straight up. Come on. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. My mother washed dishes with yellow glove, with them yellow, like yes. heavy gloves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was no, I know exactly. We didn't, what have, we hand sanit- we didn't have hand sanitizer in the house because you Cloroxed everything before you <laughs> got to that point. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: And I'm a, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm gonna say gloves as well. That's a good answer. I mean, you you really can't go wrong with yeah, gloves. Yeah, you can't.
0: No, you can't.
1: Because I mean, I'll be honest. I'll use hand sanitizer when I'm out, but then I'll still go wash my hands. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, definitely. I'm like you have like, to. I, yeah, I'm like I'm not fully trusting that the hand sanitizer is gonna do everything. It's kind of like the double mask type of thing. Like I'm gonna hand sanitize and wash my hands. (laughs) Like, Let's exactly. leave no room.
2: It's, it's a comparison of synthetic wig to real wig. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: you know, yeah, you just don't know what's growing. I mean, if you get like, next to heat with the synthetic, that it's going to blow up. Same thing
3: with bad <laughs> <that> hand
2: sanitizer.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay. Last round. So having a dessert-themed cocktail hour which I know that just changes the order of things or going with your traditional kind of like side starchy type of cocktail
2: hour. Um, Side starchy. Okay. After I've set through, after I've waited for the bride and groom to walk down the aisle, go through the long ceremony, I need a cocktail and you know, bourbon and pound cake does not go well together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is true. That's very true. (laughs) To
1: you? Uh, <laughs> like dessert. I love dessert. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: she's that girl. She's that girl. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. She's I am. Really
2: <laughs> You're the one that kept the cupcake places in business, aren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can so see you having, like, a cheesecake yes, one cheesecake and, like, a little pie or, like, a little tart and a mm-hmm. little, like, mm-hmm. piece of a cake or something and yeah and you're not like a real drinker or anything i mean i'm not not. anymore either but yeah i could i could definitely see that with like little kids running around because Uh you would want children at your
2: oh Oh, no i know right (laughs) come
0: on we (laughs) love the kids we love the little babies (laughs) it's
2: called a baby shower not a wedding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I, I I respect the dessert action on the front end, but it would have to be savory. Like it would have to be a twist on it, you know, gotcha. Ooh, like gotcha. a fig okay. and apple cheesecake. Okay, um, yeah, or fig apple goat cheese or something of that nature. I could do. Yeah, down nothing
1: with that. too too sweet. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. No, no, no,
2: no, not okay. strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like that though. I kind of like that concept. Savory. All right. So before we get into the meat of our conversation, that was a pun and that was somewhat intended. Um, <laughs> we are going to take a quick break for this ad and we'll be right back. Ashley and I would love for you to go to iTunes after you
0: listen to this episode, of course, and let us know how much you love us or offer us some feedback. We would really appreciate that. And that would help us out a lot. We wish you all much love and success. Now let's get back into this episode.
1: And guess what, guys? We're back. Back quickly. Uh, and <laughs> so <laughs> uh, now, if, you know, you completely forgotten the like last five minutes or so. We are talking to Steve Moore about catering in light of COVID. And this is not just the COVID conversation, guys, because, you know, we're all going to get over this um, within the next few months. But Um, and by over it, I mean, not over COVID that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I mean, the conversations about COVID, but, um, for those of you that are figuring out like, what should I do with the catering? If you're just curious, because you hear all of these friend kind of assumptions about what catering looks like, I just want to kick this front door open. Really? I need you to tell me are buffets dead or not, because everyone in their mama swears that we're not doing buffet. And I know the devil is a lie. Like we are (laughs) going to keep doing buffets. So. (laughs) tell me that i'm right please tell me i'm right
2: you are right Um, you are right buffets (laughs) are still happening but it's a different take on a buffet um Ah. you know what it is it's it's stations but we're tricking people Mm. by calling it a buffet uh what we're doing now is we have um attended stations. So if you had a traditional, say, seven um, menu item buffet, we'd probably do, say, chicken, um, vegetable starch on one table with an attendant, then fish, vegetable starch on another table, and then the carver would be off to themselves. And there would be a protective we're doing a protective um plexiglass in front to protect okay. both the the guests and our attendants. So yeah, so I mean buffets will never go out. Let, let's face it. I mean Golden Corral is a huge chain because of a buffet. People <laughs> live for a buffet meal. You come out of church on Sunday, you go to get a buffet. Yeah. They will never go away. I mean, let's yes. be real. Some caterers are doing that Golden Corral service. Oh my I, gosh. I'm just down with it, right? You know, It it goes back to like high school where clumping that stuff on or jail, you know, whatever your past history is, I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) judge. You know, the whole idea, though, is to minimize contact. And it's not so much. It's the utensil. That's really what it boils down to being. Is everybody going up and grabbing the utensil and um, passing potential germs to the next person coming through?
1: That makes a lot of sense. I really like, in the next question, pretty much is the perfect segue into this because when I think of carving stations, I think of I've only been to like coke corporate events where my fiance used to work um, there. So, like, certain conferences they'd have. Um, like once a year they would have, you know, the different carving stations and the different like stations there. But of course you would just go up and like, you know, I want this prime rib or I want, you know, like these vegetables or whatever. You were the one putting it on your plate. But I kind of liked the thought of, you know, having these kind of like man stations where you can, you know, just walk up, get your food and, you know, like you have the plexiglass be- between you, so you don't have to worry about that. And the fact that is one hand essentially putting the food on your plate, and you're not having to share that with a thousand people or 200, 300, you know, however many people are at the wedding. So, Saying all that to say, um, before we, like, really start going down the rabbit hole of the different wedding catering styles or just catering styles in general, can you break down kind of like buffet versus plated versus the stations versus, like, family style? Kind of share what each of those kind of look like. Um, Absolutely. A girl that only knows buffet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so let's start at um, the most formal of the dinner services and that's seated served, that's plated. Um, some people get mm-hmm. confused with plated and buffet. So that's why I like to say seated served, uh, meaning I'm, you come mm. in, you sit down, there's the formal place setting. Uh, there may be assigned seats depending on the couple, what they're doing, but you normally will have a served first course, uh, traditionally salad, but I like to be a little bit more creative and do, you know, soups or a trio of soups or, you know, an entree course. And then your second course is going to be your main, which uh, can be a single protein, you know, chicken, beef, fish, or a dual protein, which is surf and turf is your traditional like beef and crab cake is a very popular, beef and chicken is very popular. And then in those two cases, I, in, th- in that case of service, I would actually have the couple get up and cut the cake after the salad course is served. So then we can serve the wedding cake as a dessert course. So that's the most formal possible service you have. Uh, If you're all about family and you like that community, that communal feel, then that's where family style comes in. That creates a lot of interaction. I I suggest family style for rehearsal dinners. It's great for smaller guest counts. And it also, it, 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 it embodies family. It embodies Sunday dinners at grandma's house. And that's universal. I mean, whether it's here in the States or in Italy or whatever, that's when you have these big, beautiful bowls of greens and black-eyed peas and fresh tomatoes and salads and things like that. And then you have, um, you can still do your chicken beef or fish on those. Um, The thing with family style though, that people do not realize family style has to be done at ambient or room temperature items. And the reason that is, of course, you don't want to give grandma a plate and she burns her hands on it. (laughs) That's a lawsuit, so we don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So you'll you'll see family style more in spring, summer, because it's appropriate, it's okay to have, you know, room temperature chicken, salmon, things of that nature. Buffet, everybody knows a buffet of a buffet of a buffet. It is a traditional long line that has everything and its mother on top of it. I mean, there's uh, a salad sometimes two salads, three vegetables, three starches, one of which is always going to be a mac and cheese in the South and a mashed potato. Um, it's very familiar to people. And it does give, so there's a misconception here with buffets versus uh, uh, versus other styles. You do get um, selections, but it's not any different than a plated. The difference in the plated is it's split up on two different plates, whereas the buffet, you pile it up as you go down. Little known fact, just so to let you ladies in okay. on something. The most expensive thing is always at the end of the buffet. And that is because you, the caterer or the company, they, they charge the most for that product, right? So the mindset is that you filled up on everything else. By the time you get there, you only take a small piece of it. So what I would suggest doing, start on the end and go in reverse and be that, be that person. <laughs> get all your fish, girl. Get all your fish, okay? <laughs> and then stations. So those first three service styles are 100% seated. Uh, you get your place setting. You get all your pretty, right? A true stations reception is meant to create engagement. So it's cocktail seating. So really, when you're doing stations, you should only be seating uh, 50% of your guest count. And it's meant to, okay, I'm going to go over here and get me a, you know, a nice mac and cheese, lobster mac and cheese. I'm going to go stand at the high boy and, oh, hey, I've not seen you since college. How you been? Good talking to you. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to go to the bar. Ooh, there's a beef with some, mac and, um, with some potatoes on it. Let me grab this one and I can stand at this high boy. So it, it, it's meant to create that mixture. It is true party. If a client comes to me and says i want to party at my reception then that's what we want to do um, if they say they want pretty and they want full place setting and formal then we don't even entertain stations for that actually i take that back we do if you wanted to make stations a little bit more formal um, you could do a plated first course and then release your guests uh, out to stations which actually this takes up being that last person at the table the last table to be called to the buffet because now you have something to eat, you're not starving.
1: <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that in that form.
2: <laughs> as yeah. long as I have
1: something in my,
2: yeah, I'm good. Something to nosh on, right? So, where a lot of people yeah. get, a lot of couples get confused on, and I'm getting ready to talk bad about people, so I'm going to just I apologize now. People want to do a black tie wedding and do it with stations reception. That does not. Work. I said it this before. The ghetto. Yeah, right. Don't tell me to wear my Armani (laughs) and then I got to get up and slop my mac and cheese. That just doesn't work, right? So really, (laughs) no, no, doesn't play. Now, what you can do if you want to experience all these different services is add a station into your cocktail hour or add a station into your late night snack. You know, that's very appropriate right there. So now you hit on, you can do pass for cocktail hour with a station, Seated serve for dinner service and then station are passed on the back end for late night snack or dessert station.
1: I like that. Yeah, I, I do right. want you to know that we're definitely going to like turn that into a graphic that you can't have like black tie <laughs> and a buff. Right, exactly. <laughs> I feel I mean, like someone mm-hmm. needs to know that. Like th- th- no. that was a message. That was a word in
2: itself. And <laughs> so many people don't really, you know, brides have thought about their day and they thought about this. And let's say, let's be let's be real, Pinterest and Instagram. Are great for inspiration but horrible because they don't give you prices and they don't give you proper, what is etiquette, right? Oh my god. So, yeah, if yeah. your wedding's at 7 o'clock and it's black tie, no, you don't do station, you know? And so many people forget that. I mean, I'm, I'm a side story, I got invited to, a friend of mine got invited to the wedding. It was in the morning. It was at a little house up in Roswell. This has been many years ago, too, so I feel very comfortable seeing this. And... and You know, I get in the car with him, and he he has purchased these people, uh, something from Tiffany. I'm like, wow, you must really like them. You know, this is not – he's like, well, that's where they register at. Okay, so if you register at Tiffany's, you're getting ready to let me have it, right? Girl, they had coffee and donuts as their reception.
0: Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? (laughs) I
2: kid you not – I told my friend, I said, if you don't don't take that gift back and get your money back, I'm going to beat you in your damn head. (laughs) I'm like, what about this picture? So, you know, if you can't plan a proper reception, what the hell are you doing using some Tiffany at your house? I mean, (laughs) that is hilarious. Right? Right, right. Embrace your inner bougie and do it right you know come on just blow it out so anyway and yeah it, it, if uh, my yes. advice to people when they're planning this if you're doing estate tables and you're doing formal centerpieces and you're doing a ball gown then you need to do seated dessert
1: that truly makes sense to me so this excites me because i hate buffets like when i think of buffets traditionally and honestly i mean i, I feel like we can say this amongst our audience when I think of buffets, I think of black people not knowing how to ration and just throwing way too much food on their plates. And so the poor people that are sitting at the tables towards the back can't get any chicken or can't get any, you know, like collard greens or whatever, like is the the mac and cheese. Let's be real. It's mac and cheese. Like the mac and cheese is run out because it was actually really good. This caterer was an amazing caterer or if it was like someone's home girl that decided to cook for them and they ran out of food like too quickly and so i'm glad that you know kind of moving forward and i know like we talked about multiple catering styles but i feel like plated um the self well the you know sit down plated and the catering or, or buffet style catering are probably the two most prevalent styles within the black community. Um, I'm just glad that COVID is changing that where, you know, now you can't have a buffet meal that there will still be food when it's all said and done, you know, and I, I, you know, let, let somebody else take care of putting the food on your plate and, you know, let's, let's have some, portion control guys like this is not the last time you're going to eat there are not foam trays under the table you're not taking anything to go like let's let's be decent individuals guys this isn't like a family reunion or a barbecue <laughs> in the summer <laughs> this is a freaking Ooh,
2: wedding you've touched on so many honey you got my soapbox out because you hit so many points that i want to talk about right here we're gonna have church church <laughs> <laughs> so, say, Ooh, we, Ooh, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, let's have this conversation. Let's go. Okay, education number one: If your caterer, if you hire a caterer, and they are cooking out of their kitchen, run away. That is not a caterer. Ooh, if if they show up, if you go to the meeting and you're going to their house and you're, and they are serving you food. Go away. Do not do it. Okay? Here's I love the thing: it. You have to have, if they do not have insurance, do not book them. I mean, it's common sense. If somebody gets served raw chicken, the client is actually on the hook and can be sued for that. So, you know, this whole like, ooh, you know, mom and them going to get together and cook. My brother did that. And let me tell you, I cussed him. I got drunk and I cussed him at <laughs> his wedding. I cussed him so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I cussed up one side, down the other. Then my mother cussed him out, and she's a Christian. So, you know, that was 10 times worse. <laughs> it was just bad. It was so bad. But on a serious note, um, check references. Yeah. I mean, if, here, you, if you have a reputable caterer, mm. never run out of food, unless you are over your guest count than what you gave as a guarantee. Mm. I mean, we just kind of give you an idea. We factor a pound of food per person. There is no way anybody attending a wedding, especially women in Spanx and men in Spanx, is eating a pound of food. Trust me, I've tried <laughs> it. It does not work. Okay. <laughs> so, oh you should gosh. never run out of food at a wedding. I mean, that is just no. So, that, that is somebody that's not a professional who don't understand what's going on. Um, also, with COVID. I would not set foot in anywhere to, or touch anything without anybody who is not in their own kitchen and is not insured because not talking to Okay, let's just be straight up. So there are so many guidelines out there. You know, just with us, we have one set of guidelines, which is two pages that we send to our clients when they ask. We have 20 pages for our team of things that we have to do. These are things that you need to ask people. I mean, I hear horror stories. I hear horror stories you know, that, oh, well, the, the bride and groom didn't get any food. Or after three tables, they ran out. There is no way possible. I mean, even at estate tables, three tables would still give you 50 people. If you pay for 150, there is no way that you've run out of food. Because a 10-inch dinner plate does not hold that. You would have to carry three dinner plates back to your to your table, you know, to run out of food. And I mean, it's still, you cannot. Um, People going to Sam's and getting green beans and opening them up and serving them—that is not a caterer. <laughs> that is a. I mean, come on, people! So make yeah. sure to be vigilant, to ask these questions. Yeah, um, and thank God, so many venues now have, because of COVID, have put in these stipulations that you've got, you got—you have to present certifications, you have to present um, insurance before you even walk into a venue. You know, because. Yeah, it's not just the it, it's on everybody really if a caterer screws up in a wedding it reflects on everybody it reflects on the planner because now it looks like the planner didn't know what they were doing it, it reflects on the venue because most people don't know that it's a separate caterer and it, it reflects on the client on the bride and groom because now it looks like you stand there looking crazy because you couldn't buy enough food you know so Always do your due diligence and check references. Check Google, check, uh, what's the other one here that's local that, um, Is it uh, Yelp or- Yelp, yes, yes, exactly Yelp. I hate Yelp, <laughs> that's why I block this shit, okay? I hate Yelp. <laughs> I, that is far from my mind. Um, right. Facebook, you know, and if all this fails, ask them for three references to call and find out. You know, if a caterer shows up late for your first meeting, they show up late for your taste. You're not going to be on time for your wedding. I mean, <laughs> come on now, you know, so, and those are things, if they don't own their own Schaefer's, if they don't own their own Schaefer's, then nine times of 10, the Schaefer's have not been signed, uh, I, I mean, unless they're getting them from ma- ma- one of the major rental companies in town. So there's so many health precautions that you need to just, you know, bite the bullet, pay the additional 10, 15, $20, and have that peace of mind.
1: But you know, these folks are cheap because I'm in some of these wedding Facebook groups and they really wanna have a like a sixty five thousand dollar wedding for fifteen thousand dollars. So. <laughs> and and I'm and, and you know, some of them they are not checking for insurance because their cousin is helping them plant or their cousin is the day of coordinator they're planning their wedding um somebody's mama is actually going to make the food or if not their mama but somebody they know that maybe their mama works with that's trying to get her catering company off the ground she's gonna be the one to do the like i went to a wedding once where somebody's family members were the ones that did the catering and the wedding was two hours late because the food was not ready and so You were saying a lot of, like, real valuable stuff. I feel like it's going to fall on some deaf ears because some of these cheap folks just trying to cut all sorts Mm -hmm. of corners.
2: Peace of mind, honey. Peace of mind. So just so you know, just so um, everybody understands, we actually start prepping and planning two weeks ahead. Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Final, there's final counts due. There's food orders that have to be placed. There's quantities that have to be met. So really, we start actually prepping the food for the wedding anywhere from three to four days prior to the actual wedding. So the day of the wedding, it is just finishing. You know, it is just, it, it is just warming, baking, you know, because we got to get that two hours, really three hours before the ceremony starts. Um, we also have refrigerated trucks, which think about it. Atlanta, July, sushi and cheese.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no, that doesn't mix well. (laughs) No, it doesn't.
2: It doesn't. It's hot here. Uh, And I'm not, Now, let me be very clear. I'm not discrediting um, people who want to plan on a budget. Be realistic with what you're planning on a budget. So if you're, if uh, we talked about the dessert, the dessert cocktail hour, do a dessert reception. Very easy. You can do that for $20 a person all day long and have, you know, do some savory bites and things like that. It's much easier. You know, if that's what it feels, be realistic with what you're doing. And that's why I go back to, you know, Pinterest and Instagram. While they're beautiful for planning, they're horrible because they set up these unreal expectations. But here's what I tell my clients, because for me not to educate people, I'm doing a discredit for what I love to do, right? Because Unlike a corporate client, corporate planners do this all the time. So it's their turn and burn. Our wedding clients are uneducated buyers because you, most people have never been married before and they've never planned a party before, let alone something for two to 300 people. Right? Right. So here's what I tell people. All right. What's your favorite, and I'm going to play a game with you ladies. What's your favorite restaurant?
0: I love poor Calvin's. I was about to say, Ugh. Tania loves
1: poor Calvin.
0: That's my boy.
2: <laughs> they are, that's why I want to do in my rehearsal dinner.
1: Really oh
0: Calvin my course. gosh I, I love, love Pork Calvin's Yes me too
2: Okay so let's take Pork Calvin's So Pork Calvin's a dinner for two with a first course second course and we want them to do drinks right now we'll just say that What would your bill be there for two people for a first course second course
0: Um you know I'm going all out whenever I go to Pork Calvin's and so it's going to be like over $100 <laughs>
2: So that's $50 a person, right? Yeah. That's the same number. Okay. So for $55, you got in your car, you drove over there, you sat in their restaurant, they came to the table, asked you what you wanted, went back, fired it up, served it to you and exceeded your expectations. Is that a pretty safe way to say?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, of
2: course. Okay. So what I have to do is I have to take it to the middle of a field, bring it up to better than poor Calvin's, build a kitchen, add in running water, and cook it for 300 people all at the same time. Oof. And you want me to do that for $50. I get so it. So that's, that's the way you have to look at this. It, the math doesn't work. So, I, you know, when people say I've got like, um, and that's all inclusive, mind you. That's service staff, China, linens, everything at $50. So really that meal, it, it can't be done, number one. A happy meal now is almost $10. And that's something you drive to the window to get. <laughs> That
1: is okay. true. <laughs> that is so true.
2: <laughs> I'm
0: like, it's been a while since I've been in McDonald's. And so I have no idea how much it costs, but wow. $10.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A happy meal yeah. is almost $10. I mean, Wendy's a single, a, one of those meals, a uh, double with cheese is actually $10 is 10 to $12 now. So wow. oh my uh, for $25, I have to bring it to your church fellowship hall. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get you, let, let's be real you can't even get doordash or uber eats to do that right now okay yeah, in the middle of a pandemic so that's why people really need to when they're thinking about this you know hey if you don't have the budget to do their elaborate wedding save up <laughs> trust me i plan them i had one it is not all it's cracked up to be it is great to have it in your books and everything don't get me wrong but if you don't have the budget to do it don't do it so many people go go. In so much debt, doing these elaborate weddings, and and it's you know it's 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 really to impress other people. So do a cute little dessert reception, do a two-hour reception, honey. Get the gift, give them a champagne, and let them go. It's all about that, (laughs) right? (laughs) Give a chicken biscuit. It's totally fine. I mean, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) But that's when people start getting in trouble because they start cutting corners, and now it is. You know, my mom's best friend is a caterer, Well, she might do a nice house party. And if I'm doing a house party, then it's totally fine. But she's not cooking for 200 people in a church hall with a standard kitchen, which just it doesn't work. It it does not work.
0: So, OK, so what is the best selection for a fiscally conservative couple?
2: <laughs> that funny, that saying from RuPaul, a meeting two sides. That's perfect. <laughs> Totally fine. A meat and two sides, uh, you know. So this is another one that we always get, and it plays up to what you just asked. Um, so, what about if I get one piece of meat? What if I get one protein and a starch, a vegetable, and a salad? Is that cheaper? No. They eat more. They eat the same <laughs> <They see it. laughs> I mean <laughs> it's the same amount of guests
1: eating the same amount of food. It's the same amount
2: of food. Right, exactly. So no, it's not over the scheme of things. Yes, it's cheaper in the sense of we're not doing two beefs. Chicken is always cheap. So chicken is always a great one to go with. Um you could do a really nice herb chicken it's very appropriate for your guest. Um make sure that they do a pan over it so that it doesn't dry out. If somebody is served a piece of dry chicken, it's because it was overcooked when it got there. There is no way chicken can overcook to where it's dry in a shafer for 30 minutes. Science just doesn't do that. It hit the pan dry. You
3: know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there.
2: it just made it even drier, you know. Uh, but you could easily do that. You can do um, a nice starch. You know, if you want to make it a little bit more formal, there's roasted red potatoes you can do. Uh, you can also do, um, sauteed seasonal vegetables are really nice. And then a nice salad. I mean, keep it simple. And that, you know, that can range from with labor and everything that could be a 45 to $50 buffet starting all in with your serving, your servers, your China, your things like that. Uh, some people get gooped though. Let me tell you, they'll like, oh, I'm paying $50 and girl, you ain't got a China, you got disposable Oh yes, yes! Oh
1: my gosh! And probably no
2: linens. No linens. You got paper napkins. You got solo solo cup, which don't front. I love me a red solo cup. I'm drinking out of one right now. I'm all about the (laughs) solo cup. (laughs) But when you got Dixie, you know, come on, yeah, yeah. So those are the questions that you want to ask. And see, in COVID, now COVID has made that okay. Okay. Right. Cause it's, yeah. nobody's touched it. It's yeah. Yeah. But, um, so it is acceptable, disposable during COVID. However, again, don't tell me where my tux and you can give me some damn Dixie plates, you know, that this does not work. Uh, no Chinette for you. <laughs> no China for me. There's definitely a place for China. I mean, if you want to do like a really cool, um, and I use this very loosely, it's not my taste, but, you know, you could do a whole barbecue thing. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'll a damn rib in all heartbeat, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> again, not the Dixie plates or the Dixie china and all of that, it, it's perfect. But it's themed that way. You know, it's themed that it's supposed to be a casual affair. You know, I can wear my cute little button down, you know, some khakis or some, you know, whatever kind of pants, you know, girls in sundresses. And now I'm eating my barbecue and it's perfect. And you got your gift, right? Again, don't tell me to wear my, you know, don't be formal trying to serve me no um, disposables. And actually, I want to touch on this with COVID um, since I touched on utensils. What another thing that you want to look at is that um, all your silverware is pre wrapped and it's not preset. So, like, we wrap your full silverware for your event into the napkin, into the napkin. So you have your Two dinner forks, your two dinner knives, your dessert fork, your coffee spoon, all of that is all in one. So that way you know that nobody, only probably one other person has touched it when they wrapped it. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just minimizing the amount of contact.
2: I Correct. like that. Correct, exactly. I so like that when said.
1: COVID is even over. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean the place settings are minimal and I mean, the place setting has changed. Uh, there's been a question about doing a, sh- doing a charger. It's totally fine to do a charger. Uh, most people that are putting those out have gloves on them anyway. Any reputable catering company, the health um, health department guidelines that you have to wear gloves when putting out anything that somebody is going to eat from. So that means all your plates, all your flatware, all your glassware, um, even your shafers. Oh, well, shafers don't necessarily have to because... There, you're not touching the sides but the food pans and everything people should have gloves on when they're delivering that stuff into and setting it up Okay,
3: oh, that makes
0: so much sense
2: yeah okay.
0: i'm so stuck on you know the fact that like you can only have like a like a, a protein and then you know like the salad and you know i guess like the starch just because like there's so many people who have like all these restrictions and so it's kind of like you have to go up in price um you know because like i don't eat chicken so i would eat fish you know and then like i have like a lot of um a lot of friends and family members who are now vegan you know or or they're plant based and so it's kind of like you have to think about all these other things and so it's kind of like wow like you i'm like you definitely have to spend more money on
2: absolutely like absolutely um a lot of you do a lot of you catering companies like we have a, a, have a whole plant-based section.
0: Okay. Um, because
2: okay. it is becoming more, much more popular. People are realizing the dietary considerations. Yeah. Now, if you're going that route with COVID, then we definitely would do stations and we would, what I call, trick the people. We would introduce some vegan options that meat eaters would have.
3: Ooh.
2: Uh, pescatarian is always easy to do. That's not a, that's not a hard one to do. Uh, uh-huh. That's normally... A I, I salmon, salmon is the caterer's, you know, go-to fish. Yeah. Um, vegetarian is very easy to do. Vegan is the hard one. So you actually have two ways you can approach that. You can either do the stations and add some vegan options in and kind of trick the guests, or serve your vegan guest special. Here's what I found though: when you have friends that are vegan and gluten-free, they're not—they're <laughs> not the um, basic buffet line how does this sound? This sounds really bad as I say it. (laughs) 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 So I have to tactfully say it. Like I really do that. Most people who are doing a very streamlined budget conscious wedding don't have friends or people that are doing dietary considerations from a diet standpoint. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, If, it is auntie who is, uh, well, no, let's face it. None of my aunts are freaking um, vegans or gluten. <laughs> Hell, we don't even know what that is. <laughs> Come on. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah look. You tell your mother, oh, i only eat vegetables. Well, good. There's a piece of chicken over there with some spinach inside of it. Go eat that, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Because exactly, I exactly. went through
1: a period where I couldn't even, like, really eat chicken. And every time I go to see, like, my dad's side of the family and make it, they'd be like, Oh, there's some fried chicken and i'm like i don't eat chicken oh that's right why don't you eat chicken again i would see y'all like every month and you'd ask me the same thing and offer me the exact same fried chicken like that doesn't change and i guess that they're just like you know what at some point you're going to start eating chicken again so we're not really going to switch anything we're doing we're not going to accommodate for you right exactly Get out of and, here.
2: and at the end of the day from a bride and groom standpoint let's be very clear don't have to. You know, the the really def- the definition of the reception was to say thank you for the gift that you received, right? And yeah. a lot of people miss that. They don't get that. So, somebody with that severe dietary considerations um it's nice for the bride and groom to take it in consideration, but they don't really have to. You know, I mean, it sucks if they don't. But if you have 200 people and you're accommodating one person, and then that person's not a family member. People are, people have that mindset. Let me tell you, you think that's something, I mean, I have clients that I've actually set in consultations with clients and they don't want to, to feed their vendors, let alone feed their vendor, who is a vegan, a vegan meal. Wow. That's so rude. That's so yes. rude. After it they worked so
0: hard for you all day long. And right. normally it's
2: a photographer that is that way. So they've been with you for nine yeah. hours, you know. Wow. starving. They're starving. Exactly. Exactly. People, pe- um I could tell you the bulk of the weddings that I do now, most of my clients are not concerned about vegan. On plate it, they'll do a vegetarian and I will slide a vegan, make that a vegan option. I call it a catch-all and it makes my job easy because I don't want to be standing there and your your uncle's new girlfriend has had a couple of cocktails and they're looking at me sideways because you didn't provide a vegan meal. <laughs> 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 you know so i just try to i i try to write things in so that that's so my clients are protected but as a whole um vegan vegan is something that is, that is a special but it is becoming much more much more known in the industry pescatarian you know pescatarian's always been around um the hard one though is vegan celiacs kosher
0: oh my gosh
2: oh, i bet. I've I it.
0: bet. yeah
2: <laughs> i've had it uh, but that's why you go back to plated. I mean, it keeps the COVID rules and, you know, in place. You can control your menu. You don't have to worry about it. Most caterers will do a 3% of your guest count as a dietary consideration. And you do the RSVP cards So, you know, going in that you have vegans and things like that. If somebody doesn't alert you and they show up at your wedding and they're vegan, then they're on their own. I mean, they've had the opportunity to, to at least reach out, you know, um, to say, hey, I'm vegan. Are there options there for me? I mean, you just drink. Honey, it'll be fine. Find me some Tito. good. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody
1: cry. that did that. Um, I forgot. She, I, she said she was in a wedding, but um, they, like, they served something that she was allergic to. And uh, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to drink my way through this. And that's what she did. She just drank. And I think that's extremely rude of the bride and groom it to is. have
2: especially the wedding party. party
1: some sort of exactly that's yeah. exactly what i was about to say like it's one thing if it's the random coworker that ended up with the last minute invite i mean look you 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 stop on some way on you know get your food on the way in and you know just kind of like thug it out but someone in the freaking bridal party like
2: Girl, oh she, so
1: i must mean nothing to you
2: she didn't oh, like her gosh. honey she stole the boyfriend yeah, <laughs> she, didn't like, she got the good hair she didn't like her <laughs>
1: right (laughs) i'm gonna take it out on you
2: uh huh. Girl, you go sit over there and get you a a martini and a tic tac and call it a night
1: (laughs) right oh my gosh oh my gosh um oh goodness okay so how do you think like covid has actually and you've kind of touched on this but how do you think covid has impacted how couples are selecting
2: their wedding caterers I'm going to give you the professional and then I'm going to give you the personal. Actually, I'll give you okay. the personal first. They don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, they don't care. Um, yeah. You have, that's you that's have, what I was thinking. Straight up. You have to, you have um with COVID, you have people that are a hundred percent paying attention to it. And this was early on, you know, like April, March, April, May, you know, and even to a little bit of June. Uh, and then of course, There was was all the conversations, right? But you've delayed your wedding. You're now just done and want it to be over with. People are not really asking those questions. Um, And those are the people that also, um, food is just an afterthought. It's there because you have to have it. It's not because you really want it, right? Um, Then you have the other ones that are very concerned about it. And honestly, those have pushed off. They are very cautious about what fall looks like and what um, even winter looks like. So they are they're holding to, you know, what do we do? They're keeping up with the guidelines. They are going to the seated serve, the minimal contact, and they're also going to smaller guest counts. You know, but somebody somebody has a 2-300 person wedding and they want to get married and they are under the age of 25, guess what? They get married, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they are on the dance floor bouncing up and down, electric sliding, kissing each other, you know. Right. Yeah, it's just like the college parties that you're seeing. Same thing. That frustrates me
1: so much because I feel like, granted, yes, everyone has their own kind of like um, level of mobility that they're comfortable with. But a lot of this is like, you don't need to do that. If you would just sit at home, we could get passes a month sooner than what it's currently looking like right now. I don't know. So. Right frustrated at how 2020 has been the worst group project in the world. I'm in one of these wedding groups, uh, like a COVID bride group, Mm -hmm. and like the creator of the group had to like put out a message last week that was like, so we try not to shame people or say anything, but some of y'all are still out here having these big weddings. We see no mask. You seem to not care at all what's going on. So you need to kind of like kind of reassess some things. Cause you've got a lot of girls in here that are pissed off that they can't have the wedding they had dreamed about this year because of this virus. Um, or the fact that there are people in this group that know people that have died because they attended a wedding. So, you know, like,
2: mm-hmm. who. right. Elsewhere. Exactly. It's already happening. <laughs> and you know, you touched on a yeah. couple of things, right? you touched on a couple of things right there. Um, So the guidelines, current guidelines, you can have a wedding. You can actually have a 300-person wedding. Provided that you can social distance or they wear masks. Uh It is not (laughs) mandated. It is not mandated. So, you know, this is is something that the events industry has really been struggling with. Because as of May, this was it May, June, I'm sorry, June. No, as a May, you could actually host your event. It could, it's not the event of your dreams.: Yeah, but you could host an event. So this has put a lot of event, of event vendors in a bad light, because their contracts said non-refundable, and again, with, with, with brides, you know with, with emotions, you know it's like, well, I can't have the event of my dreams. OK, I get that, but you can have an event. <laughs> which is what this contract is saying. You know, so uh, people need, I, I get uh, my, my personal feeling and my, and my professional really is that while I understand mm-hmm. people want to be cautious, you can't really shame somebody else because they choose not to be cautious. And the people who are attending this, they're taking it on their own. They're not signing liability aware anyway. So, you know, right. if somebody's showing up at a 300 person wedding, they know what they're walking into, right? <laughs> You know, it's like you get in the car after drinking and not wearing a seatbelt. Guess what? You you know, if you get in a wreck and die, you kind of bought that on yourself. Um, Right. Yeah. Social media has made it so much. Well, well, let's back up. We're in a a political bad place right now. We're in a a racial bad place right now. And COVID. So it's very hard, you know, to and we're sitting at home all day. You know, so now, you know, you've got time to look at Facebook <laughs> and shame people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is true. But we have to still respect that, you know, the guidelines it is suggestive. And this is why we need the mayor, we need um the White House to mandate. Then it's yeah. totally fine to do that. But you know, nobody's saying you have to wear a mask. Nobody's saying that you can't get together in the state of Georgia. Let's be very clear.
1: At all. Yeah but it's sad that we need someone to tell us to do these things in order for us to do these things. (laughs) when it's like, you see the data, you see the numbers, you see the cases every single day, you are intelligent enough to not do certain things or to be a little bit more careful when you are going out and about. And yet you need the government to shut down the entire state
2: for you to know better. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that whole, you know, that's a whole different webinar, honey. Yeah, I, got that, that, so that yeah. was I was about
0: to say, I could have a whole yeah. conversation on, on right. this. Oh, yeah. Cause like,
2: he
1: is a nurse practitioner. So she sees <laughs> <this> <laughs> right you see it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Day yes. Day. And exactly.
0: the, yes. And there's so many people who are upset that they have to wear a mask and I'm just like, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for wearing a mask with me in the room, you know, oh, yeah. um, but,, but, yeah, we can definitely have a whole conversation, but it's guess, huge, it's yeah, huge. That's, that's not about that
2: today, so right. and, <laughs> yeah. and that's where bride and grooms are just so like you know they've had their mind on this perfect band and this perfect day, and it does not require it does not include a mask, and they're at the point now where if you're gonna make if you to my contract, then I'm going to do it, and I'm gonna do it the way I want to, yep, you know and. You know, guests. Are, but on the flip side of it, I will say this: I had a wedding that was 110 people, July 25th at, at your venue, Ashley. Okay. And that venue is mask required because it is private. <laughs> they can say that. Very nice. They put it. They put it out to the bride and groom. The bride and groom put it out to their guests. Ninety five percent of the people wore masks all night, and the bride and groom mm-hmm. led by example. So that's where it starts with, you know, that that's true. totally where it starts. With. So there, there are successes going on out there. Um, but, but you just have to like search for them. Those are not the ones that are being posted on Facebook. No, because they're also the ones that don't really care. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm here to get married. I want to, I want to have my family around me. I'm going to do this right. They don't right. give, they don't care about posting their pictures on Facebook. You know, it's the ones that are,
0: oh, Friday, yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my
2: gosh. <laughs> okay,
0: so what do you wish more brides understood when it comes to the, the wedding day catering?
2: That this just doesn't happen in a day. <laughs>
0: it makes sense. Yeah, that mm-hmm. this just does not
2: happen. Nobody five o'clock in the morning and it says, it's time to fry the chicken, and they make it happen. Um, Logistically planning, there's so much that goes into this. Uh, I, I said this at first, I kind of referenced this before that we know what's going to go wrong with the wedding and have fixed it before the couple knows. And yeah, a lot of people just don't think about that. They think it's just, oh, you're going to pack up some food and put it on the back of a truck and take it to the venue and serve my guest. And that's not, <laughs> that's not the easy part of it. And, you know, the other thing is, uh, go back to planning and budgeting. You know, I've had to have those conversations. You know, where I've got to become like AT and T bill collector. I'm chasing you five days out for some money. You know.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <You know>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. <laughs> see y'all laughing y'all know people said that yeah you know, I've, been, I've been in a room when they're passing around the collection plate
0: uh, oh my god oh my god yeah. no. i've had to i've no. had to threaten the
2: trucks are not rolling if we're not paid um you know have that open conversation and, and just be realistic with what you are do what you're doing and and it really plays to us because we're the biggest amount of your budget that you want to spend is with your caterer
1: yeah that is true that is very very true but it makes sense like i mean if you want to spend this much you know you don't have to invite all these people but
2: but that is the thank you thank you thank you <laughs> say it loud i'm black and i'm proud yes ma'am. <laughs> yes ma'am i i tell my couples i'm like look you've got 250 people do you right. know all 250 people no. No, well they're my, my stepfather's friends. Then your stepfather needs to come up with a checkbook. Right. Is your stepfather you know, getting married? Like Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, look at everything as a per person price. Do not look at it as a total. And you have to say an average an average wedding, seriously. An average wedding is three hundred to four hundred dollars a person if you factor in decor and dress and venue and beverage and food and everything. So what you have to ask yourself is, do I like this person enough to spend $400 on them? No. You know, and that's it. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, unless you roll like that. And here's the thing. If you, can, if you can afford to spend $400 on 300 people, then guess what? Yes, you need to do that because you got that expendable income. But the average wedding here in, in Atlanta is twenty-five dollars to 30, $35,000. That is the average you know, I'm very lucky with who I work for and what I do, that I mm-hmm. do 80 to $200,000 weddings. But that is few and far in between. And we're in an election year. So that all will yeah. go away real yeah. quick next year. Um, so I'm very thankful that I do get to do that. And that's the thing, going back to that Pinterest and um, Instagram, they don't tell you that. You know, there are some amazing um, designers here. You know, Akeem Clayton is amazing. Nick Williams is amazing. Yeah. Um, Andy Beach is amazing. They're not coming off for twenty five hundred dollars in floor, yeah, <laughs> you know. No. That's a consultation fee. So, you know, just be realistic and think about that, and look at your guest count. And have those hard conversations. I, I suggest doing your guest count, your um, guest list in a quadrant of three. So the first tier is your close family and people that can drive to be here. Your second tier is they can get on a plane in their city and arrive in Atlanta direct. And then your third tier is out of country and connection flights, right? And then you have to ask that question. um, Who's important? Who has to be here? A wedding for 35 people at $10,000 can be amazing. It can be beautiful. You know, 350 people at $10,000 ain't gonna happen.
1: (laughs) Oh, (sighs) yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking about a wedding I went to last year where it was like 250 guests, and she had catering for $3,000. I'll just That's, let you wow. You don't have to tell on. me because
2: look, <laughs> no, you don't have to tell me. I know what happened. I I tell yeah. people, you know, honey, that $3,000 just covers me entertaining you. That has nothing to do with your food. <laughs> 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 I mean, you can even oh, do barbecue God. for $3,000 and have people serve it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Daddy D's is now $30 a person. Shit. I mean, <laughs> <you know.
1: laughs> Look, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. We have two more questions. This is, oh my gosh, probably like one of my favorite episodes we've had (laughs) this far. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. So for these couples that are doing kind of the mini money or the home elopements this year, and then they're going to do their bigger reception or vow renewal next year, like what can they do catering wise to kind of diversify both events so that they're not essentially doing the exact same thing twice
2: so we're doing a lot of these right now um with the mini elopements or the um the mini wet the micro weddings it's a great time to really pay attention to detail because as i said earlier you know you can do something for a fraction of your budget for this one so you can and you don't have to do what you're doing for your big wedding you can do a different color scheme you can do um seated serve to really pay attention to your different entrees and things like that. Uh, you don't even have to wear, you don't even have to wear the same dress, same tux. You know, this is the time that you can really get crazy for some of the ideas you wanted to do with this one. So maybe we do the seated serve and maybe we do a cold soup as the first course. Um, maybe we do like a Jamaican jerk. If you like Caribbean on that front end, like, um, something just really outside the box and personalized. And then your, um, your, um, Second course, you know, could be something again, it can be your dual, you know, it, 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 it's all about family and really paying attention to that. And then your big wedding or your big reception, that can be your stations or your buffet because hopefully, you know, COVID will have subsided or there is a, um, there's a vaccine so that we can go back to what the norm was. That makes so much sense. I'm hopeful. <laughs>
1: i'm (laughs) hopeful i think we all are it will be i'm hopeful but i do i i do like the options you presented so that you don't have to exactly do the exact same thing twice like it kind of gives you the liberty to be a little more creative and be a little bit more flexible to possibly do some things this year that you know you couldn't have done with as many people per se yeah Um, absolutely yeah, if, I like If your that.
2: theme was black and white for your major wedding, then why not do red and pink for this one? You know, right. it, it should look like two different events. You know, your hair should look different. Hell, you might even be pregnant between now and then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing a lot of people wonder about that too. Like, ooh, am I even going to, like,
2: it's a gender <laughs> am I reveal. It? Yeah, <laughs> it's a gender exactly. reveal or divorce exactly. party. You know, you never know. I mean, hey. <laughs> You're right.
1: You're right. Quarantine is showing is, you know, Colors, people are yep. yeah, uh-huh. people are learning stuff about folks. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right, so last question. I feel like like you've already answered this question. You have given us like a lot of advice this evening, but what advice do you have to couples that are still deciding on catering direction?
2: So, right now, if you are getting married within the next six months, automatically go to seated serve or stations. Any reputable caterer who's following the guidelines, they're not going to offer you a buffet. It's going to be attended of some sort. So, you know, have those conversations. What does that look like from a budget standpoint? Because with COVID, we've had to add more labor in. So, you want to definitely know what you're walking into. And even if you're planning, a year out, still have the conversation, plan it for COVID, you know, so you have all of that additional labor and everything and you know, your budget's going to be, and then always remove it. So you can come in under budget. Okay.
1: I like that. Yeah. That was a thought I kind of had, but I was like, "Mm, I'll just assume um, that I guess for some that might've been already kind of like booked for this calendar year, maybe next year, depending on when they booked it, maybe like the labor just stayed the same, but Mm -hmm. you know, they basically, you know, just have to kind of maneuver around that, um, which makes perfect sense. But yeah, essentially, now you're getting more labor than if it were your standard buffet or
2: whatever. Yeah. So right, yeah, everything is much more labor. I mean, now somebody has to roll your flatware. Mm-hmm. Now your glassware has to be um, poured at the table. So there's so much more labor that's in, in, involved in um, keeping within COVID guidelines.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think a lot of brides need to take that into consideration as well, um, you know, absolutely, um, especially when you talk about like, pricing absolutely. and stuff. So,
3: absolutely, yeah,
0: don't complain, y'all. Don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>?
3: <laughs>
1: oh man, well, we're not gonna let you go, just yet. We thank you so much for all the knowledge you've given us. Um, this. Uh, seriously, one of my like favorite episodes. I am so certain. <laughs> I'm so interested to see how tania's is going to edit this one. <laughs> but um, um, so we're going to move on to the unsolicited advice segment of the show, and this is what I do every week when I provide advice that nobody asks for because that happens frequently when you get engaged. <laughs> so the advice for this week is, ladies and some of you guys, but mostly ladies, wear shapewear. I don't care you know if you wear a size 4 if you wear a size 14 there is a certain way that these dresses should fall and they should not be hugging your thighs and your butt in a particular manner most of these dresses i'm just being completely honest um so wear some good shapewear not just the cheap little 10 dollar or yeah 10 dollar target shapewear get the good spanks the og spanks the spanks you can't buy um because you want your photos to come out very nicely and you want to look nice. I'm saying this as someone who looks back at some of my own photos and I do not like what they look like because I feel like the shapewear I wore was not as supportive as it should have been. So that is all. Wear shapewear. Love yourselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you (laughs) for that lovely advice.
2: (laughs) Amen. 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 I'm not going to lie. I got married. I had my stuff pulled in tight. Yes. See? Definitely. Yes.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Like my dress for October, I basically had it made custom fit for my shape. And even looking at it, I'm like, I still need shapewear for this. Like, no. No. I I I don't want to regret my wedding photos later, Um so, you know. But we're not growing up with women that tell us, her to, you know, how to wear slips and you know keep ourselves <laughs> all packaged together and not. You know. Those ladies are long gone.
2: A case Just of salsa. fashion
1: nova mama. <laughs>
2: Sausage casing. So crazy
1: sausage
2: casing.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! You said
0: Fashion Nova, Mama.
1: Oh you are so, okay. anyway. <laughs> Wedding vendor shout
0: out. Yes, we are going to move into the wedding vendor love. So, Steve, I'm going to have you go first. Who would you like to shout out today?
2: Okay, I'm going to shout out to two wedding vendors. Um, They are also personal friends of mine. Number one is Janet Howard Studios. Janet Howard is a photographer. She's amazing. I've known her for 15 years. Um, She's calm, cool, collective. You never know she's there the day of the wedding. She also shot my wedding. Um, She shoots a lot of my events. She's done a lot of celebrity events. But Mm. you wouldn't know it by talking to her. And then my other one is a planner, and her name is Chandra Anderson with Be More Events. I've worked with her for years. Same thing, um, very cool, very down-to-earth. She does both corporate and social. She works with a lot of the hot designers out now, like Akeem Clayton Designs and um, Andy Beach Designs. uh, Just really good people, just really down-to-earth good people. Very
0: nice. Ashley, who do you have?
2: well like i said a few episodes ago
1: i'm really trying to stick with a lot of photographers um just because i'm very much into fine art photography and you don't really find a lot of um, black photographers in that space so when i do i'm just really really excited um and so the photographer I'd like to shout out today is actually based in D.C., but she also is based in New Orleans and is open to travel. Her name is Iris Mannings, and her Instagram is Iris irismannings, so I-R-I-S Mannings. Um, but, of course, we'll share out all this information on Instagram, and eventually there will be a web page on our website that tells you all of the vendors that we've ever shouted out from all time. Um, just so it's easier for you to find it. But, um, you know, in the vein of our, um, and I'm just going to be completely honest, uh, Vice President Hopeful, who is a Howard alum, um, she is also um, a Howard alumni. So, you know, representing HBCUs and whatnot. So, again, Iris Manning's wonderful DC-based photographer. Very nice. Very nice.
0: All right, so this week I have a... An event and design planner. Um, she is based out of, of Seattle, Washington. She is like her work is very, very pretty. So if you are out in the Washington area, definitely look her up. Her name is Leisha, and her her Instagram is three eleven events. So definitely look her up. And that's who I have for this evening.
1: Good stuff again, Steve. This has really been one of my favorite episodes. Thank you so much for coming on yes, and chatting so with much. us about you everything. <laughs> everything.
2: I'm oh, more than happy to gosh, come back with gosh. It's our pleasure. You just let me oh, know. I'll come oh. hang out. I'll guest commentator. <laughs> I
1: love that. I love that. We'll just, yeah. We will definitely make that happen. Oh my gosh. Like there are, We don't always feel this way about the guests that come on our shows and especially immediately. But when we usually like leave an episode like this, it's like, Oh yeah, we want them back. We are going to have them (laughs) back. We might talk about something that has nothing quite to do exactly with what they do in the industry. But the fact that you're closely associated, look, that's enough expertise for us. So perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I
2: do want to close on a quick plug if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, Yeah. While I do, uh, while my job is affairs to member, I am also chairperson of the International Live Events Association Diversity Task Force, the first one hey. this year, and I sit on the National Events Council. So we have, um, I would love to have those conversations. I mean, I know we touched on them before. You know, we want to diversify the event industry as much as possible. So, and let's talk about the real things about, you know, Blacks in the event industry supporting Black Owned and operated businesses, yeah. Black Lives Matter, all of that. So, if yes. you need me for that, I'm here. Okay,
1: Perfect. definitely. Oh yes, we. Um, I mean, uh, every or ever since we had the conversation, kind of like after George Floyd, I feel like this is yes. not a you know a one and done type of thing. Especially, I mean, when you exist and live as a black person, day to day, you can't really just kind of like drop the conversation at any point, um, because it's just the life that you live, um, in all the varying ways. So we, we, this is just the beginning of, you know, our relationship. So excited, excited there. But, um, if, you know, any of the listeners are interested in, um, wanting to know more about like affairs to remember member or, you know, just have some general catering, catering inquiries, um, where should they find you?
2: So of course, find me, at steve at com, our website is af- affairs.com we're on instagram affairs underscore two underscore remember um there and then we're also on facebook i love it oh and then my my <laughs> instagram is steve more or less
1: and we are following you on instagram
2: i uh, know yes. no, yes. i just saw that pop up hey girl
1: hey <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've seen you on instagram before but i completely like I don't know. I guess my mind like forgot what your Instagram handle was. So I'm glad I was able to easily find you again. So, yeah. Um, I'm
2: I'm hiring somebody to get me better on social media. You know, I'm of that generation where, you know, we (laughs) had AOL. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it looks like you're doing a pretty good job from what I could tell though. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely.
2: (laughs) But I get it. No drunk post, though. I have to watch that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Jerry Falwell Jr. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, God.
1: Um, Tadia, where can people find us? So, you can find us
0: at Wed on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can also find us at hewydewed.com. You can also find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram (laughs) and Twitter. And you can find me at at Belsoree on Twitter and on Instagram.
1: Yes. Good stuff. And if you made it this far, please go to iTunes and freaking give us some ratings. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> going to be mentioned in every episode coming soon. Like I want to see more ratings. I need comments, rates, shares, all the, all the typical yes, like good podcasts, and bad. CCAs. Yes. Good Girl, and bad. But the good don't bring I mean, us down. I mean, of, if course, of any, course, if you don't have anything good to say, I want to hear it. <laughs> you can send it to us in a DM, but you don't need to be bringing. <laughs> don't bring us good black folks down. we're just trying to thrive okay (laughs) oh gosh but anyway thank you so much again steve for coming on the show we hope we didn't take up too much of your night
2: you're good you are so good um thank you guys for having me no Uh, problem all right well have a great evening okay
0: thank you yes thank you you too